Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. George Austin, editor of The Spectator, talks about news stories and issues in Somerset and Swansea. You're listening to The Spectator Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's Mick Collagio from the Standard Times Newsroom in New Bedford, Massachusetts, home of our From the Newsroom, quote-unquote, podcast. And today, we are focusing on the Somerset Swansea Spectator, and with me is our um, associate editor. That's what we call you. Yes. Probably call you a lot of things, but associate (laughs) editor's got a good run to it. Uh, Bill Hall is with us here, and uh, thanks for uh, doing this, Bill. Um, we got a few things to talk about today. Going in, uh, people can read about in this week's Spectator. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, what would you say is the biggest of those things? Well, it's uh, there are a number of them that are about the same. They're all a little bit different, but we have the ice picking that is ice going picking. on. Pigging. 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 All right. Now this I I, I ice pigging You're just right. sounds like something that's it's, supposed it's, to be fun, but I don't think it's fun based no, on what I've read. It's quite unique actually. There are only a couple of companies that do it. Uh, and uh, what they do is they push ice into the, your water mains and uh, they soften it up with some salt and whatnot and then they s- uh, push it through. The idea is to get the solids off the walls of the uh, pipes. Uh, the problem that they've been having in Swansea is this brown water issue uh, where due to flow sometimes and uh, sometimes the uh, types of sediment that's in there, uh, it just releases and the next thing you know, you folks have brown water, which is not very pleasant. Uh, this work the other day, they, put a, they went about 4,600 feet and the water came out black it was black. It wasn't even brown or anything. They, it, the thing was doing its job. Right. It was How pushing long, what is stuff. it? What is the time it takes to go through the process the before that, you're out the other side and then your water is crystal? And yeah, they were, they were about an hour, and then they kept running it for another hour or so, so they would push out all the brown stuff as well. But that initial hit, that was, that was quite... Quite a hit. There. Now, what are residents supposed to do during all this? Not run their water? Run well, their water? Well, what happened, what? yeah, you had two different things that happened. One, a group of citizens had uh, uh, a door. Uh, they, they left messages on the doors of the house that the, power, the water service would be off from about 9 to 3, somewhere around there. <clears throat> so not to expect water service. The others, offshoots of this, were given notice that their water could become discolored because it could be a, you know... So people who weren't having a problem could wind up getting a problem? Well, a lot of these folks have had problems. This neck of the woods, this was done at Vinicum Road, Fall River Road. A lot of those folks have had problems in the past. So this 
they, this was nothing new to them. Only now they were being told the exact time and date that it may be going wrong. So, uh, and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday they're going to be down on Bushy Road and getting the work done there. So they're going to put in about three miles altogether, about three dollars a mile, compared to replacing pipes, which is about two hundred dollars a mile. Wow! So it's a big difference. Considering you got 120 miles of... Uh, it's worth giving a shot, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're trying everything they can. At the same time, they hired uh, a firm from Maryland to look over the desalinization plant mm-hmm. and see how to, that could better operate. Talking with Bill Hall, the associate editor of the Somerset Swansea Spectator, about the ice pigging that's going on. Uh, in Swansea? Swansea, in Swansea yes. I thought so, okay, because yes. I know I read one of these stories from you guys within the last few. This is one of those things that's just going to keep on popping up yeah. as the progress goes along, correct? Right. They may be back in the spring because uh, things are working so well. They'll want to do them, get them again, mm-hmm. get some of these other rough patches because they're in demand. You, you figure there are only two, I believe, around that do this kind of work. Uh, the trucks that they use are over a million dollars. You know, it's like uh, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get called mostly to the northeast because that's where most of the minerals are in the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, you get the groundwater, the w- uh, well water comes in. And uh, <clears throat> and over time, and these pipes have been in the ground since 1949. So as time goes along, these solids gather mostly manganese and iron. Mm-hmm. And they gather on the sides of the walls of the pipes and whatnot. And then they slowly but surely come off. There was uh, the lead and copper rule law came into effect. They used different types of chemicals. And then, of course, with the desal and the power of the water that they sent through, the velocity and volume, it forced this stuff to, to come off. It comes off mainly in different times of the year mm-hmm. when there's a lot of water use. Okay. So, so as a, if I'm a consumer in Swansea, I'm probably concerned about: uh, is there anything toxic in the materials? No, the properties that are in. No, that's oh. the interesting part about it. Introduce. And you know, I mean, it doesn't look so good, and it and it definitely would discolor your clothing. I mean, I've had it happen. I live in Fall River. I've had it happen twice. Is that why you've been wearing brown all week? That's it. Yeah, right. Uh, you should see oh, all over the place. Uh, for the record, Bill's actually wearing a uh, a, a, a white stripe, uh, uh, like a violet stripe, yep. kind of lavender uh, stripe. There, there you go. There, okay. There, there, right. there. And then a lot of gray. And for the record, Mick is not a connoisseur of clothing. <laughs> A hockey jerseys, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And, yes. and to some extent, other sports. I'm a bit of a uniform geek. There you go. But, uh, all right, we're talking with Bill Hall, associate editor of the Somerset Swansea Spectator today. And uh, we covered ice pigging. And a reminder, you can hear our From the Newsroom podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Google Play or iTunes, or if you were on our uh, the site we use to upload them, uh, OMN. Uh, oh, uh, let's see, Omni, O-M-N-Y dot F-M. So uh, that's uh, where you can get them. Google Play, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find uh, a lot of the podcasts that come from the newsroom 
at the Standard Times in New Bedford. Uh, we got an exciting field hockey team. I know Dartmouth has had themselves a, a record season, and they go and play Somerset Berkeley and uh, get shellacked. Yes. So if Somerset Berkeley – now, their only blemish is against uh, the Porkers, right? Yeah, the Porkers. Right. Yeah, okay, so my alma mater beat them something <laughs> like one and nothing, uh, W-A-L-P-O-L-E. And uh, but Somerset Berkeley's a threat here in the tournament. Well, they're the second ranked in the state, so uh, not too bad. And they'll play know. in the in the one division or the two division. Uh, I believe they're in one. Okay, uh, which is there was only two in field. You know, hockey. I'm not doing as much sports as I used to. I'm sorry to say that's because you got too many things going on. That's it. And uh, but I do know that they uh, they will host the winner of Wellesley and Taunton on Saturday at three thirty. So that. Uh, and Wellesley's one of those teams that always plays Walpole, so you know they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in that division right, right. up there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep, so Somerset will be there. They've got some pretty good players. Who, and, who are a couple of the other uh, t- teams that you think uh, can do some tournament damage that the spectator covers, either well, Somerset uh, Berkeley the, these, or Case High School? Well, the other field hockey team is Case. They're in the tournament this year. This is the best season they've had. Uh, they won their small school division of the South Coast Conference. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be tr- playing at Carver. Right. And the winner Wednesday. is to go to Westport. That's right. And you took pictures of the... Uh, uh, yes, I was uh, at Westport Which was a day. scoreless tie. A scoreless tie so between obviously Case and Case Westport. Can, Case has a possible potential here to, yeah. uh, to advance. Right, right. And uh, so... We'll have to see. There won't be a scoreless tie the next time they play. They have to play to a winner. That's right. That's right. So we could see OT, which, hey, there isn't much more. (laughs) There isn't much uh, that's more exciting in high school sports than a penalty corner in overtime, uh, (laughs) sudden death overtime of a MIAA tournament game. That is awesome. The people on the sidelines are like, uh, you know, it's – they're like losing their minds. It's hilarious. And, and the poor MIAA people have to keep crowd control and everything. And these people, are like, you're afraid they're going to, like, run on the field and bust a gut or something. <laughs> it's great. Uh, they just go they just go crazy over their yes, kids. Yes, and the ladies play hard. They, they play. Oh, the field hard. hockey's awesome. Yep. It, it really yep. is. It, they, it's, it's, uh, especially come tournament time when it's cold. And <laughs> it took me a while to understand the rules because there were so many whistles. I remember they whistled almost every – you just touched the ball in it. Yeah, they supposedly went through some sort of rule book revolution yeah. uh, maybe you know a couple decades ago where they were supposed to have more continuation so that if, if let's just say, that uh, Westport player fouled a case player, if the case team has the ball, then the Cardinals can get to continue making the play, whereas under the old rules – There'd be a whistle right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and plus just the way the ball was hit by by the stick. Uh, well, you know, if you don't problem. have a perfect field, any kind of clump can cause the ball to get to a dangerous yeah. level of altitude. And next thing you know, you get a whistle for that. So you wind up having a game that can get choppy and plays more at a, like a rhythm of rugby than of ice hockey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, it, but it's, uh, it's stick rugby. <laughs> but but no, when teams play well and they advance the ball on the ground and pass it and they continue running, it's a beautiful thing to see. So I like it. Anyway, looking forward to the tournament here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else are we talking about in the Spectator this okay, week? Okay, well, we have a an, an, uh, feel-good story. A uh, young lady, a senior at Case High School, received $1,000 from the uh, Meta Student uh, Foundation. 
and uh, it's M-E-T-T-A, uh, Meta, which, uh, and, and for her work with special education children uh, there at the school. And her name is Rebecca Pru, uh, and uh, very highly thought of by the staff and whatnot. When they found out about this award that was given out, it's given out nine times a year, once a month. Uh, it was founded by a gentleman who was a software a company guy and uh, named Norm Kelly, and he founded this thing. And uh, uh, he saw a story about a, a young man who was having, a, you know, his uh, disabilities, and a young lady took him to the prom with her. And it was a very nice story. And whatnot. Well, it, t- it turns out this girl did the same thing. Not that that was the, the important part. The important part was just her general working with the students and the, and the type of thing that uh, the staff had seen. So when they saw that this type of an award was out there, they said, this girl would be perfect for it. Mm. Uh, Rebecca would be because, boy, she's... she's Embodies you know, the spirit yeah, of really, what it intends you know? to recognize. And sure enough, during this award ceremony, they held it at Case High School on Friday at their uh, learning commons, which is like their library. And uh, they brought in the children from that program, and they just adored her. You Mm -hmm. know, you could see. They were just so happy to be. In fact, when I was taking pictures, one of them got into the picture to hold the check. The, the the they had a, a mm-hmm. lodge board check for oh, right, right. for photo purposes. Kind of prote- uh, present yeah, a exactly, replica of uh, <laughs> so right into the picture she got. You <laughs> know, so we got that. So uh, yeah, it's um, it was a very nice award. Yeah, for the young lady. So. Well, you know, it's it's really great and inspiring when you hear of young people who come up with their own ideas on how to make a difference in the world and. There's so many causes that are dominating social media uh, and controversies and things that we're living with a daily day. And then there's people who quietly identify things that are not uh, the red flags of every day's 6 o'clock news or the front page of the paper or whatever, and and they, they're just being who they are in the world and it's really impressive and it makes you want to pay attention to that person for the rest of their life because they're probably going to keep doing the great things well this uh, young lady uh plans to go into teaching and special education teaching so no surprise there good for her students yep yep yeah so that was uh, another one uh, happening in somerset as a gentleman by the name of arthur lepage was going around to the various cemeteries and areas looking for veterans who have not been properly marked, and he's finding them. And they go back even the Civil War and uh, Spanish-American War, and so he's doing this at the Somerset cemeteries. And I know just from uh, talking with the veterans agents and whatnot, this is not uncommon to have a veteran in a, in a grave site who doesn't have a proper marking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts go out there bringing flags for a Veterans Day, Memorial Day type thing. And if these are not properly marked, they just bypass them. They're looking for the markers. Mm. And uh, so this gentleman is trying to find those. And uh, so that's another nice, nice story. Uh, read your spectator, folks. Uh, great stuff. Bill Hall. Associate editor works uh, very closely with uh, the equally busy George Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! 
<laughs> There's not enough time in the day for him. I don't think there is. No. But but the man had, he he hit for the cycle this year. He got to the World Series. Yes, he, he went to yes. Game One, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yep. so, and now he had been to the Stanley Cup. He had been to see the Celtics, Celtics in the NBA Finals. He had been to more than one Super Bowl, two, right? Two Super Bowl, yeah. three Super Bowls, three Super Bowls. Three. Okay, okay. Yeah, and Clint, yeah. he didn't win them all either. I don't. Well, think. the last one, he, uh, yeah. but he, they were all close, you yeah. know. And uh, so, so, yeah, so he got to see two of the all-time great yeah. games. And he went to see Phil Collins recently. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. So, there so you. somehow, somehow, George uh, finds. The energy every morning to do his paces. Yep, he yep. goes and does his run. He does his run, and then and then he goes to work. <laughs> yeah. I, whatever whatever battery yes. is in there. Yes, um, I got to get me one. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bill Hall, associate editor of the Somerset Swansea Spectator, uh, pick it up anywhere in those two towns. It's a great newspaper with great stories, and um, look forward to seeing you again down the road to talk about what's going on Thank uh, you. in your neck of the woods. All right. Uh, From the Newsroom podcast can be heard uh, at Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Mick Collagio from the Standard Times new, Newsroom in New Bedford, Massachusetts, uh, saying so long to everyone, and we'll see you again soon. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.